Hello, everyone. Welcome this is Katie Wynn. Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Happy Thursday. This is Jeannie Wynn, and I am the host of the Winter Circle. We're running just a couple of minutes late because we had some technical difficulties, but I am so happy to be with you now. I am the host, and I am actually uh, many things in life. I am a publicist, and I also am a pastor's wife, um, in addition to um, all the other things in life, and I I'm just happy to be here today. This show is about books and all things publishing, but then it's also about life. And so uh, there are so many things that, that go on in the life of a writer. And I know that a lot of you that are listening um, may be first-time writers or maybe you're kind of in the middle of your writing journey. And so what, we're, what we like to talk about on this show is we love to talk to authors but we like to talk about all aspects of life. And so today, in a few minutes, we're going to be welcoming a, a wonderful guest named Angela Strong. And she's going to be actually talking about her writer's journey and also her life. We're going to talk a little bit about the holidays and uh, what's happening there. Um, we're, uh, also, I'm going to be in the middle of uh, um, answering some questions from you. So a lot of people don't know what a publicist does and so if any of you that are listening don't know what a publicist does we actually my husband and I have win-win media and it is a public relations firm that we have had since 2001 and our job is to book media for uh, books we also work with conferences and we do PR for a lot of things but primarily books and authors and so our job all types of interviews everything from broadcast to podcast to print to long lead um, which is trades like publishers weekly um, that is what our job is, to do, is our job is to basically get all different types of coverage for the book and we have been doing it since 2001 we've worked with many different kinds of authors over the years um, I actually started in publishing in 1989 and I started as a sales representative for Nav Press um, if anybody if any of you know um, about Nav Press and, and the navigators that's where I started uh, one of the books that I actually actually represented uh, a long time ago was um, a paratranslation of the Bible called The Message. If any of you know what The Message is, I was on the sales team for The Message. And so I actually um, have been working in publishing quite a long time. My husband, Tyson Wynn, he is my business partner and also works with me 
and, and does PR. And so we have been doing it for, it was actually 15 years in September. Um, if any of you have ever known about the Christie's or the ACFW um, conferences, uh, we also work with ACFW during their conferences, and we also have been working with Christie Award. So we do all kinds of things. Basically, we love working with books that we're passionate about and books that we really, really love. And so that is uh, what a publicist does. A publicist basically works with the media um, in order to book interviews and uh, get coverage. Um, we work with publishers. Uh, primarily, we work with publishers, and we've been doing so for quite some time. But, you know, now we're kind of in the process of, uh, you know, next week's Thanksgiving, which we all know that. Um, and so we are sort of in the process um, of not slowing down exactly, but but hopefully being able to take a little break. Uh, we do have an amazing December release called Choosing Real by Becca Pogue, and Becca will be joining me um, on the Winter Circle probably, hopefully, in December. And so we do have uh, that coming out. We have some other projects that we're working on. But basically, we're getting to the time of the year when we are also going to be able to enjoy Thanksgiving and also enjoy Christmas and, and all the things that the holiday brings. I hope that you all are getting ready for a great holiday, too. And I hope that you all have your favorite holiday reads picked out. Because there are so many um, amazing holiday reads right now. If any of you um, are Karen Kingsbury fans, you know she has a Baxter Family Christmas uh, that's out, and which is an which is a really really awesome book. Um, there are so many amazing Chris, Christmas books out there right now. Actually, I'm looking right now at the uh, Lifeway flyer, which is the the flyer that I just got yesterday. If any of you all know the Lifeway stores. Um, and they are advertising all kinds of amazing things for Christmas. Um, obviously, if you're blessed to be in a state with Mardell, um, they're, wonder they're a wonderful store, too. And Family Christian, there's so many great places out there uh, to get Christian novels and inspirational novels. And uh, that would be a perfect Christmas gift. You know, think about it. You can bundle up a novel. You can bundle up some novels. Put it in a basket with a cup and some hot cocoa and, uh, you know, maybe a Starbucks card um, and give someone the gift of reading. Because, you know what, we all need to slow down. We all need to take time. It's the hardest thing in the world to slow down and just sit. Sometimes we just need to sit. Um, I keep remembering my grandmother. This Basically, when it gets so busy, I keep remembering my grandmother. She always took a coffee break. Like she would take a 10 o'clock coffee break and she would just sit, you know, and she would have a cup of coffee and maybe a cookie. Um, and we just don't do that anymore. We hit the ground running and we don't stop. And because we have, uh, you know, phones and, uh, you know, you can do everything on your phone now because essentially it's a computer, right? And so we just don't stop. So I am challenging you, encouraging you to look for a wonderful Christmas read this year. I don't think there's anything better uh, than a Chris Christmas read. We're going to be covering some in our December show. I'm excited to talk to you about that. 
um, some ones that we're working with. Uh, we're working with uh, Cowboy Christmas Homecoming, which is a wonderful anthology by several different authors. And then we're also working with a, a, another Christmas anthology called Sleigh Bells Ring. Both of them are great because they're short snippets of, of, of novellas, basically, and you can read them. You can read each portion of the book um, so quickly. And so, you know what? You just tuck in, uh, you get that cocoa, and you can settle down with your favorite read. I think Christmas is one of the best times to read because you feel like that you have some downtime. Um, I don't know what your plans are for Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I know that um, we're already in the midst of planning our Thanksgiving menu. Um, I actually asked a question online yesterday about shortcuts, and I got a lot of great answers for shortcuts for doing uh, Thanksgiving meals. Actually, some of them were uh, go out or make reservations, you know, which is not so much an option in our town. We're actually in a wonderful small town of 600, and we, you know, we don't, I don't even know if the restaurant's going to be open on Thanksgiving Day. And so we don't really have the option of going out or making reservations or anything like that. Uh, so we will be doing our Thanksgiving dinner. We do, we're probably like a lot of you, we do more than one. Um, we do my family's Thanksgiving, and then we also will be hosting a Thanksgiving in our home that evening. I don't know about you, but I love Thanksgiving because, to me, it's all of the great things without having to worry about shopping, without having to worry about presents. I do love Christmas, too. I'm not a Scrooge, but there's just something really wonderful about Thanksgiving and just having that time to just kind of and relax and think about all the good things that God has done. You know, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good, that those who love for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And sometimes it's hard to see that. You know, sometimes it's hard. We don't stop long enough to kind of take that flash back and look at all the amazing things that God has done, even in the midst of a difficult year, because I don't know about you, but we've had some hardships this year in our lives. But we've also seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, as the scripture says. And so um, hopefully you will have some time just to sit um, and just to kind of enjoy all that that life has to offer. I know that we are working with a wonderful cookbook um, from Shelley Tomlinson called Hungry is a Mighty Fine Sauce. And in that cookbook, there is a recipe uh, for friendship tea that is so yummy and wonderful. And actually, after the show, I'll be sharing that on Facebook. So if anybody wants to pick up that recipe, they can. And it is so wonderful and warm and you fix a cup and you just you know you just embrace the season so I hope that you're planning on embracing the season you know if you don't have any time off hopefully you'll have a day here or there or some time here or there you know one thing that I've learned is that you know what I may not have a full week off or I may not have two weeks off but I can take 10 minutes here or there and I can get some fresh air I can have a cup of tea um, I can read. Um, one of the things I've gotten this year that I really, really love is texture. I don't know if you all know what texture is. I am actually a huge magazine fan, love magazines. And so um, 
you can get 100 magazines on your iPad. Now, as a publicist, I use a lot of those magazines to do research and different things like that, but you actually can uh, you, you see many different magazines. And there's nothing better. I will tell you, I am a magazine fanatic. I really love them. But I have saved a lot of money by doing texture. And also what I love about it is I can be at home, tucked in bed, and turn, you know, go, go to the texture app, pull that up, and guess what? I have all of these Christmas magazines just like pop. You just see them because the covers pop in. So all of the Christmas magazines, you know, when they hit those Christmas covers, I don't know about you, but I love that. And so I have been like digging into that and looking at ideas and seeing what we want to do and talking about what we want to do with our church because Christmas is on a Sunday this year. And so we'll be celebrating Christmas with our own family and also with our church family. And so we're excited to do that, excited to um, just see everyone. And I'm excited to talk to you today. I uh, love spending time with you. To me, this is just like you all are sitting with me at the Cracker Barrel at a table, and we're just enjoying and, and talking about life. Um, if anybody has any questions, like I said, I've gotten some questions, and uh, I answered a couple of them today. But my guest is here, and so I am about to welcome Angela to the show. Let's see if she's here. Jeannie. Angela. Hey, Jeannie. Angela, are you there? Hi. Yeah, can you hear me? Hi. I can hear you just fine. Hi. I'm going to welcome Angela Strong to the program and so excited to uh, have you today. We're going to talk about all kinds of things because, Angela, you actually are going to get a lot of time. You're going to get a lot of air time today. Oh, great. <laughs> because, uh, we well, I'm, I'm glad it worked. And yeah, I'm glad I got through, so that's good. Too. So where are you calling from? I am in my office at home, and I'm in Boise, Idaho. I guess that's what you want to know. Idaho, yeah. Is it cold today in Boise, Idaho? It is cold, and it's crazy because last week it was in the 70s, and I was mowing the lawn in my flip-flops, and today it's in the 30s, so I wasn't prepared for this. Well, let me tell you what. How's it? It, it, it is supposed to get well, it's supposed to get cold tomorrow in Oklahoma. Actually, we have been unseasonably warm, so unseasonably warm that it doesn't feel that I can't believe we're in November. You know, it's like, right? Um, you know, you want a little cold. And actually, Thanksgiving night, we will have um, quite a few guests. And what I like to do is I actually like to put the water and the soda on the front porch to give them you know, to keep it cold. So, yeah, yeah, you want it to be a little cold, right? Yeah. So when it so did get cold here, I, I was, I was like, finally, like, yay! Now I can listen to Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to think when we first met. Do you remember when we first met? We met. Yeah, we met in Indianapolis. Um, at the American Christian Fiction Writers what? Conference. That was a and few years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, so, uh, I think so. Know, and we've we've been talking you... online. For a long yeah, time. Yeah, we've been talking yeah. online, and then um, I was with a group, and you came over, and you were talking to them, and I didn't I didn't recognize you from Facebook, and so I tried to introduce myself, and you were like, Angela, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, it's really funny. I do Facebook Live, and um, mm-hmm. it's really funny because I do Facebook Live, and um, I have a lot of people that, that um, you know, to me, I feel like I love I love Facebook Live, and, and I actually um, really feel like, just like I feel now, that, you know, it's like, I feel like, oh, there's people out there, and then I feel like I'm having a cup of coffee with them, and and um, everything. I really love communicating this way because I feel like that I see people all the time, but to be able to talk to them, you know, um, I really love that. Do you guys yeah, have a life way out that's there? that's so fun. We Do don't have, have life way. We have family Christian, story? family Christian stories is what we have. Well, and I'm sure that they have a wonderful Christmas flyer too. You know, we're starting to think about like mm-hmm. obviously Black Friday that's coming up. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, though, I want people to, we're going to talk about Christmas, but I want you to introduce yourself to people and, and tell them uh, what you do. Okay. Well, I write romance and I sold my first story back in 2008. It was with the Love Finds You line, which is when I first worked with you and I hadn't yet met you that, then. And um, But then right after I sold that, my first husband left me. And so I didn't want to write romance anymore. Um, I ended things with my agent because she wanted to focus on romance. Um, So then I wrote a children's series, which was really fun. It starts with the water fight professional. And um, I did a women's Mm -hmm. fiction novel. And now I'm remarried. And I'm I'm like, love changes lives. There's nothing else I'd rather write about. And um, so (laughs) it's, it's pretty cool. Because my first book, My Love Finds You in Sun Valley, it was it was dead. I, I'd broken up with my agent, the publisher shut down, the book was out of print. And it's like, Mm -hmm. God has brought it back to life, because I reprinted it. I I, um, connected with Marilee Farrell, who started Mountain Brook Inc. And um, she was doing a Finding Love in line. And so we reprinted Finding Love in Sun Valley as Finding Love in Sun Valley. And I was able to do a couple sequels, which has been really fun. Um, so, and actually the second sequel is um, in development for a film right now, which is like, I never would have imagined that would happen. So it's pretty exciting. That's amazing. I don't know. That's, I know. that's and awesome. That's, Cause you know, I got a package this summer from Robin Jones Gunn. Um, Mm-hmm. If any of y'all know Robin Jones Gunn, she sold a few books, and um, a few. Robin <laughs> sent me this <laughs> a few. She sent me this summer. She sent me a package that had a wonderful letter in it and a Father Christmas. And so, in the letter, because we did the PR on finding Father Christmas back in I think 2007. So I, I guess I had told her then that I thought it would make a great Hallmark movie. So she sent me a letter this summer with that Father Christmas figurine that basically said, I can't tell anybody yet, it's not public knowledge, but this is going to be a Hallmark movie. And then to not, to, no, Sunday night, Denise Hunter has a movie called December Bride that was taken. Yeah, I read that book. Her book. That was really good. Yeah, and I think her and her husband, I think this might be the one where her and her husband um, are actually, they, they actually were had little bit parts in the movie. I think this might be the one. Um, it so is. Yeah, she has a Facebook um, party tonight about that. So on her Facebook party tonight, which I'm hoping I'll get to go to, she'll have pictures and behind the scenes info, which I'm all excited to think that 
possibly could be me in a year or so. I think it possibly could be you. So, you know, here's the thing. I know that it, it people are listening and it, it sounds like that um, at that time in your life, things kind of all fell apart. Yeah. You know, with your husband and the publishing and the agent, because, you know, agents mm-hmm. are huge in the life of a writer and sometimes it's hard to separate from that. What do you think, um, what what was the thing that helped you get through that, that time? Because um, I know it was a hard time. What helped you the most? Or Yeah, it was hard like because. listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was hard because I sold the book on proposal. I'd only written the first three chapters. So I had to write the romance as my own marriage fell apart. Um, for me, though, I, I was in a church every time the doors were open, and it didn't matter what church it was. I was in Nazarene churches and Calvary chapels and Seventh-day Adventists because they had church on Saturdays. So just anytime there was doors open, I was in there, and God met me everywhere I went. And there was just, for me, wow. it was being romanced by God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at that point, do you kind of go, okay, are, do you tend to be in life? Do you tend to be kind of a sunny side up girl when that you tend to oh, be yeah. positively no matter what? Are you kind of, is that your nature? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like this book deal, because it was it was my first book deal, and I sold it on proposal, which doesn't happen. So I feel like that was a gift from God, just saying, here you go, you're going to need this. So it was, I'm really blessed. So you did that, and then you went on, because you have an amazing husband now. I do. Yeah, he makes, (laughs) he makes romance heroes just pale in comparison. He's a great guy. So how did you meet him? I met him. Um, he he dated my best friend's older sister in high school, and um, so my oh, best wow. friend we we yeah we connected and and I feel like God brought her into my life too. We we'd been um, mm-hmm. friends before and we'd hang hung out as couples and then both our husbands left at the same time, so we had each other, which was such a gift. And actually, this book that's coming out right now, The Finding Love in Big Sky, my Christmas story, I dedicated that to her Mm -hmm. because she was a gift from heaven. And that's kind of the theme of the story. Um, So she was with me through that, which was really great. Yeah, and it's the one, it comes out when? It actually came out last month. Yeah, and this is the one being considered for, for film. So, yeah. Awesome. And is that the one with Marilee's company? Yes. Yep. And it okay. it was just so fun. It's set on a ranch. It's Finding Love in Big Sky, Montana. And it's set on a ranch in just this gorgeous area. And I know nothing about horses. So I got really bad writer's block <laughs> going through that. And I was like, how am I going to write about horses? I don't know anything about them. So I had a friend who owns a farm and I called her. I was like, Hey, can I come over and you can teach me about horses? (laughs) And um, so it was, it was probably one of the harder books for me to write, but now I love it. And I love how it came together. Okay. Is your main character a cowboy? Is he a cowboy? Um, He, he was a bull rider who um, left to seek his fame in Chicago. And so he, he became, um, like a advertising agent guy and um, became a little soft. And so this is getting him back in the saddle. 
Now, one thing that, you know, we work with, our firm works with fiction and nonfiction, both, right? And so, but one thing that I, um, and, you know, obviously, I have a huge regard for all writers. It's such a gift. Um, but with a novelist, you really do sit down in front of an empty screen. You do have research, obviously. You know, like you probably mm-hmm. researched bull riding. You probably researched the town. And you did your research. But essentially, when you sit down to start that first chapter, it you're looking at a blank screen and it all comes out of your mind. Yeah. And what's interesting is because I started with the Love Finds You In line, which are set in real towns. So I really had to yeah. research the location. That's that's my um, my style now is I pick the setting and I go into it and I really dig into it and I pull out all the fascinating pieces that people don't normally know about. Um, like my story coming out in February was with Love Inspired Dispense and that's set in Lake Tahoe. And so I really researched Lake Tahoe and I found I found, found real life secret tunnels that are perfect for suspense. And, and it's just fascinating to me. So I've researched, but now I'm really excited. I got a job at an airline and I'm going to be able to travel to all these places to research in person. Yeah, it's so oh, fun. Perfect. Yeah, so that, that helps perfect. a lot. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So when you're writing, um, talking, because we do have people, obviously we have, we have writers in all stages that are listening, because writers tend to be readers, right? So we kind of, you know, mm-hmm. um, have it all when you do this process how like like how long did it take you to write finding love in big sky how long is your process normally do you try to like hit so many because i know some authors they kind of have goals and they try to hit so much word count every day how what's your style of that um that those are the really dedicated authors i wish i was better at that i'm more of a procrastinator um and so I'll have my deadline and then I'll get to the point where I'll say, okay, you guys, I have to finish this book this month and I'll warn my family because I will, I'll get to the point where I have to put everything on the back burner to get the book finished. Um, and it's really hard for me to get out of my story world once I do that. So with, with Finding Love and Big Sky, I wrote probably 80% of it in February this year. Um, because I'd had the writer's block too. And I kept putting it off. And finally, I was like, I have to do this. I have to go to the farm and learn about horses. But it was pretty funny because I told my daughter, I said, okay, I'm finishing my book this month. I'm probably not going to make sense when I talk. And she she was like, yay, I love it when you don't make sense. And right after that, so I told her that as we're pulling into the parking lot in Walmart, and we're walking into Walmart. And I don't realize I say this, but I say, I was adopted. And I, I was not adopted. I don't even know what I was thinking, but I said that and we're walking in and Caitlin's like, do your parents know? (laughs) And then I realized what I said and we laughed so hard. And, and then other things I've said. So I was writing my, my ranch story and I told my other daughter, I was like, Hey, let the horses in. And I I was talking about the dogs, and I, it's like, I don't even realize it's so hard for me to come out of that story world once I dive in. No, I love that. And I think that that's kind of just amazing. Um, You know, I think that's an amazing part of, of all of it, you know, of all of it. So talk. um, It's it's amazing how much my family supports me through that. They're the amazing ones to put up with that. (laughs) Yeah, you think? 
Yeah. Talk, uh, there goes mom again. Um, there she goes again, talking about those crazy characters. Um, talk yeah. about your um, process. Um, just talk about um, how you, like, are you the type, um, are you the type that has to, like, have props and different things like that? And, I know, know some authors who are, yeah, yeah. I know some authors yeah, who will Curtis. research and find pictures of their characters and have that all all together. I usually, I, I am a very unorganized person around me, but everything in my head is really organized. So I kind of keep things yeah. categor categorized in my head, um, that way. Yeah, you do. Well, and I I think that that's. Um, good. I know, like, you know, we worked with Liz Curtis Higgs, um, you know, on her mm -hmm. uh, books, like for her Scottish books. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's one of those things where she really has to have the props. Um, mm. You know, I mean, she really has to have the props. And, um, and so that's what's interesting. And um, is that she has to set a scene before she, you know, in so many ways before she works, she has to set a scene. Um, oh, that's and, so cool. Yeah. And so she has props, some certain things around her and she has books around her and she uses some, she has kind of a music track, which is not unusual for, um, you know, authors. Authors do have, oftentimes a music track um that they use like do you have a playlist that you like to write to i i like to write to silence and i know most of my friends will because we'll meet and we'll write at right at uh, coffee shops and they'll all put on their earbuds but i don't even want it i don't i want to drown everything out when i'm writing but i do have um so if i'm in the middle of writing a story every time i'm in the car listening to the radio i'm looking for songs that would go with different scenes. So I don't listen to it while I write, but I do definitely have a playlist right. for, for each, yeah, each book. Well, now, you know, I write um, press releases and articles and things like that. And so mm -hmm. I know from my experience that I do um, have to have quiet. Like, I can't really write those. I can't really write with noise and I can't really yeah write that's how I am yeah which you makes know, it hard when you because I have not. three kids yeah <laughs> so are you a night person there's lots of noise are you a night writer no um no I my kids are all in school now so they go to school I write they come home except my youngest right now my 13 year old she has a concussion and she's had it for a couple months. It's crazy. Oh. I didn't know they could last this long, but she is not. Either. She's only going to school. Yeah, she she's only going to school half days. So right before I called you, I took her to school because it's a little late. It's a little earlier here. And um, yeah. so it, that's that's cramped up my writing time a little bit there. Yeah. And all the doctor's you know appointments and everything. It, well, and that's kind of the way it is, isn't it? Life just kind of, you know gets sometimes yeah. in the way which is hard yeah. when you're on a hardcore deadline isn't it hard 
Yeah. Yeah, you you have to push through. But I say I'd rather life get in the way of writing than writing get in the way of life. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. I never even thought of it that way. Um, So let's talk a little bit about holidays. They're getting ready to come up. Yay! How do you balance? I know. Are you a holiday person? I love holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um, will you be on a deadline during the holidays? Um, No, I've given myself a little leeway here. I'm just finishing up some little projects, like um, getting proposal to my agent. So she'll be sending that out. Um, And I have a novella I need to write, but that doesn't take much time. Um, So mostly through the holidays, because I just started at the airline. Are you there? Angela? Hey, I lost you. Angela? Yeah, I can know. you hear me now? It's like all of a sudden, I can tell you here. Can you hear me? All of a sudden, I hope yeah. you're talking because basically it's like everything just stops. Like my whole network went down because I'm looking at a fancy schmancy producing screen. And so everything just went down. And so, which I'm oh, no. So I was hoping that oh, you man. were just talking about the holidays. Well, it cut me off. <laughs> okay, cut you off. Well, we are back, everyone. We're back. And actually, oh, hi guys. Marilee's gonna Marilee Marilee's gonna join us. Marilee Farrell. Oh, fabulous. Well, that's great. You know, the, the thing about um, uh, the holidays is, do you tend to pick pick out like Christmas reads? Like, have you picked seen anything out that you're like, oh, that's a great Christmas read, and I'd really like to read it. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorites, and so I write here in Boise with a group of love inspired suspense authors, but they also indie publish other books on the side. And one of them, their stories just came up on um, avid readers of Christian fiction this morning. Somebody said, have you guys read Heather Woodhaven? And her book is called um, Secret Life of Book Club, which is all about four ladies in a book club yeah. who decide they want to live adventures rather than just read about them. And it is hilarious. It is so Ooh. fun. So she wrote Christmas with Book Club, which is just as fun. Oh. And it's a little bit shorter, but that's that's one that I, I really recommend. And then my other friend, Lisa Phillips, here in town, she wrote a series yeah. called Sanctuary, which is um, about a witness protection town set in the middle of Idaho. There's no roads in, no roads out, but, but people in a witness protection program will go there. And it's, nobody's supposed to know about it, but evil always gets in somehow. Um, and it's really fun. And so she did a, a Christmas and Sanctuary book that I would recommend. Oh, that, you know what? I, it's really funny because I'm kind of this 
I never thought of myself as a suspense girl, but we worked with um, an author named Gwen Marcy. I don't know if you know Gwen. It's um, mm-hmm. and she does um, suspense. It's actually Carrie Stewart Parks, and um, Carrie okay. does suspense, and and it's like really like it's it's very inspirational faith wise, but boy, is it scary. I mean, it's like yee. And so, um, oh. I, look, I just would be fascinated by the fact that there's no. I mean, there's, I think that, I mean, maybe I had to pick up that sanctuary. It sounds like it might be something I want to read. Yeah. I like and to say Carrie Stewart, everybody in my house. Parks. Yeah. I was going to say Carrie Stewart Parks actually lives here in Idaho too. And um, she just won Idaho top author award for her books. We love her. We love her. She I need to read awesome, them. She is an awesome person. Oh, she is kind of brilliant. I got to tell you, kind of brilliant, but be prepared to be a little frightened because you know what? She is a, as you probably know, she is a forensic artist and so is her husband. And so they have been doing forensic art for crimes for a long time. And so just be prepared to be kind of frightened um, because. uh, By how authentic it is. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, yeah, that'd be know, a lot more authentic than so. my. <laughs> hey, they're pr- they're pretty authentic. <laughs> yes, Marilee Farrell is going to join us for a little while. We're going to talk about. I want you to stay on the line with us, um, and okay. we're going to all talk about um, her new book, but the publishing house and and the publishing venture that she's been doing, and um, and because you know I think it's so fun that you're writing with Marilee. Marilee's been doing things quite some time and I love the fact that she's done this it's kind of a big big bold thing so I'm getting ready to open up her mic and greet her and just if you'll say yeah she is um I appreciate it so great to work with yeah doing this yeah well that's what we're going to talk about and I bet she'll say the same to you hold on just a second Uh, click her in Marilee are you there yes ma'am hi good morning hi Marilee Hi, how are Hi, you? Angela. I, I have one of your both. I have one of your oh. authors here. Oh, I was just talking so... about you. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, I didn't get in on any of the rest of the conversation because I just beeped in about thirty seconds ago. So, well, I didn't we get to so hear anything. To but this you... is great. Oh. Well, talk a little. Yeah, bit I was telling them how your, you. Um, yes. Go ahead, Angela. Oh, I was going to say, I was telling him about how um, you started Mountain Brook, Inc. and mm-hmm. did the Finding Love in line, and I was able to connect with you and bring um, Finding Love in Sun Valley back to life, and just what a blessing that's been. Yes, yes, and it, it has been, and I have loved working with Angela. She has she is just a really fun author, and I love her work. I just got done doing the copy edit on book number three in that series, and I absolutely adore it. I mean, I, I read book number two, and I did the, the edit on that, and I thought, okay, she really topped number one. I don't see how she can ever top number two, but she did it with number three. <laughs> and it had me laughing in places, in tears in places, absolutely brokenhearted for the character in places. It, it's, it's a very emotion evoker, and it is fantastic. Uh, thank you. Marilee, what, um, you've been, you've, you published your first book when? 
Do you remember? Uh, first book came out in 2007. I started my writing journey in 2005 when when the Lord first spoke to me about writing and didn't have any uh, you know indication before that I was ever going to do anything that had to do with the publishing world and within 2 years my first book came out from from inception to um to release with Kriegel and it's been a non-stop roller coaster since then there's been 20 books total now since 2007 wow. what does so it mean nine years. To, what does it mean to you um, as a write, somebody who's written and been really successful and still is successful, still writing, but what does it mean to you to um, to start your own publishing venture and bring other writers along? What, what How important is that to you? Well, I, I kind of felt honestly that this is what the Lord was leading to from the beginning. It wasn't just for my own writing. It was for this and that that he was calling me to something greater than just getting published. And I, I did feel like I needed to be published. There was a reason for that. But I'm really seeing a huge picture here that there's been such a progression from the beginning, from from getting my first contract and finding an agent all the way up through being multi-published, um, you know, having awards and, and being on the bestsellers list and the whole bit, all the way mm-hmm. up to now when I started my own company three years ago. And the majority of our authors are debut authors. We've we've had uh, two or three novella collections uh, with multi-published authors, and we've had two authors out of the probably 20-some books that we've published, um, two or three authors besides the novellas that had been pre-published, published before, and the rest of them have de- been debut. So some of them have been wow. struggling to find a place. And I just really mm-hmm. feel like this is a door that the Lord opened so that I could help open doors for other people. And I absolutely love it because we're very, very, we're, we're really selective. We take books that have meaning, that speak to the greater need, to a felt need, um, that have emotional impact. Um, it isn't fluff. We have things going on in the books right. that are fun at times in some of the books. It's still not fluff, and, and it has meat to it, and that's what I'm really looking for. Marilee, it's we so great to Carlson. see business-minded, <laughs> which, yes. which is great yeah. for authors like me who I, I don't think that way, so having her come along beside me. And then she's such an animal. I always say she's ready, fire, aim. Like I'm still thinking about things, and she's doing it. So I'm like, oh, wait, I'm coming, I'm coming, and <laughs> and and I just see that's why she's had so much success with it. Right, right. So, Marilee, how did you find Angela? Just kind of um, for the people that are out there that maybe they haven't published yet, but they want to, they just want a little bit of hope that it really can happen mm-hmm. because the publishing environment, which we'll talk about in a minute, has greatly changed since you started yes. and since I started. Yes. But how did you find, mm-hmm. like, just, to kind of use Angela's example, if you don't mind, Angela, how did you find no. Angela? How did you guys get together with that process? Well, that was actually a referral. Someone um, mentioned to me that and that knew that I was starting the Finding Love line as a, because the Love Finds You line had been completely discontinued by Summerside. And I had written four books for them, and I knew I was getting my rights back, and I wanted to change the title. So we went to Finding Love Inn, and I, and I was actively looking for – authors who had written for the Finding Love line. Um, and uh, and so someone told me that they had spoken to Angela and that she might be interested and that I should, you know, talk to her. So we actually met up at Oregon Christian Writers um, 
conference, and I do attend uh, an occasional conference here and there when my time allows me or if I'm invited sure. as uh, to be an acquisitions editor, which, which I've done in a number of, mm-hmm. of times, and I'll meet with people there. But people can connect with me. Uh, they don't need an agent. So they can go to our Mountain Brook Inc., and it's I-N-K. It's not incorporated. It's I-N-K like a river of ink. So mountainbrookinc.com website, and there's a submissions page, and you can see everything you need to know there, and you don't have to have an agent. So we're wide open. Uh, we might not tell you yes. Your writing might not be where it needs to be yet, but I, I don't just send rejection uh-huh. letters. I'll say you might really do well to get a, a content editor here. They could help you with this and this. And and I try to, to teach a little bit and give help as well as if, even if I'm not going to be able to take them. And sometimes um, if someone will, will get that editor, and I've had this happen, and they put in the, the work and the time and they bring it back to me, I've contracted it. So a, a no isn't always a no. Sometimes it's a maybe, we'll see. So you're really like a pioneer. You're kind of a pioneer in publishing. Well, I, I, I'm sure other ones have done it the same way when they were small. I know the bigger that you get, the harder it is to have that per- personal touch. But, I mean, when I first started three years ago, I was doing several pages of editing on people's submissions and just saying, you know, this is where you really, what you really need to work on. I don't have that kind of time anymore because I am so busy and I'm right. juggling so many different plates in the air. Um, but, yeah, I, I really try to help. I'm working with a gal now to where we've – it's a biblical fiction, and I absolutely – I think it's very strong and very good. But she started in the wrong place. It just didn't open where it should have. And I told her that, and I, I yeah. waited to see if she would even be responsive because I've had people say, oh, well, too bad. This is my story, and I'm not going to change it. And I'm like, bye, have a good right. life. Um, you know, because right. the attitude was just not there. But her response was – tell me how I can fix it. And I did. And she did. And she brought it to me again. And I said, still not quite there. You're getting better. And she did it again. And then I said, you know, I think you need to send this to a content editor. And she just did. And I'm fully expecting, I would be amazed if I don't contract that book because she's so workable. And because I love, I love, love, love the story. And I feel that it has very, uh, very strong merit. So I'm very willing to work with people. A lot depends on attitude and it also depends on their reach. If they're willing, they might not have any social media yet, but if they're willing to set it up, um, I've helped every one of our authors now, almost everyone, set up an author group, not a page, but a group on Facebook, and get, right. get newsletters right. started if they didn't have one. And we're educating mm-hmm. people because if they have the right attitude, I believe they can be yes. successful. Yes. So, Angela, and how Mary's important also, is it to have – Yeah. I was going to ask about how important is that to have somebody with such wisdom working with you? Oh, I love it. And she, she does have a lot of wisdom, but it's funny because there are some things that we'll see differently and she's open to my suggestions as well. One of them is um, she doesn't think it's masculine for a man to put his hands on his hips. <laughs> so she always has me change that to cross his arms. So I sent her, I sent her a picture of Superman with his hands on his hips. And I was like, that's pretty masculine. And it's, it's become a big joke in my fan page. Whenever somebody in my fan page sees somebody, a man with their hands on their hips, they're like, Angela, I saw a guy with his hands on his hips today. Or, or Becky Wade had a, had a guy with his hands on his hips. Or Denise Hunter had a guy with his hands on his hips. So it's become a big joke. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, 
interesting because we, um, I, I know, Marilyn, you would agree uh, that we have seen um, publishing go through such a huge metamorphosis. Um, it's yeah. like sometimes it doesn't even look the same anymore um, right. as it did. You know, I know I started, you know, I started working in marketing I started in sales in 89. I started in marketing in 92. We started the firm in 2001. And uh, social media, Angela, believe it or not, um, social media wasn't even in the picture. And neither was a lot of the Internet coverage. And podcasts were virtually non-existent. So Mm -hmm. if you think about the progression of how publishing has changed, um, I know that Marilee and I, um, in the spirit of full disclosure, I was also Marilee's publicist on several books um, mm-hmm. that we actually actually worked through a publisher. And even those processes have changed. But Marilee, talk a little bit about what you feel are the, you know, it's kind of easy um, to, because to, um, every now and then I think, oh, I would, I kind of miss the old days because it doesn't seem as complicated <laughs> as it is now. Right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> doesn't seem as you know. Right now, there is so much out there, so much content, and between bo- right. blogs and podcasts and books and everything. Um, but what are the po- what do you see as the positives of this kind of new frontier of publishing? Well, one of the things that I'm seeing, and of course you know this, uh, having worked with me, is that um, there are so many publishers, large, mid-sized and larger publishers, that are whittling down their fiction lines. And that was one of the reasons I started this company, because I'm seeing so many companies either completely closing their fiction lines or they are whittling it down. And that's why I'm now publishing my Horses and Friends series myself, because Uh, We did the first four with my previous publisher, David C. Cook, who I absolutely adore, and we wanted to continue, but they decided that they were not going to actively continue Mm -hmm. fiction anymore, including children's fiction, so I'm doing that alone. But um, I think that's one of the reasons that there's now many talented writers out there. I personally am thrilled that we don't have to go out and do book signings anymore, although I don't mind them. They're very, very, very intimidating (laughs) to a lot of individuals. I'm an outgoing person that I have no problem with book signings and getting people to come to my table. But lots of people stand right. there and, you know, with eyes downcast and nobody comes to their table and it's been a waste of three hours. So I'm glad we've got painful. social media. It's painful. It's hard. It can be very, you feel like you've totally rejected. But but the, the industry has made it, going to ebooks, going more to audiobooks, going to the podcast, going to newsletters. None of these things were around um, very much, not in, in predominance, at least right. when I started, and certainly not the social media or the podcast. And I'm doing live video chats now with my authors. I'm interviewing a, a different author each month. Uh, we're we're stopping for the for Christmas for December, but we're doing one right. and featuring an author a month and. We didn't have those availabilities. So I love, I'm a social person, so I love the social media aspect, and I love training my authors how to do it. I'm I'm really glad we're getting away from some of the old and coming to new, and I'm also seeing awesome opportunities for small publishers like myself to pick up really good, strong talent because there aren't enough slots 
in the, the larger traditional um, publishers now to, to fit all of the amazing right. fiction that we have out there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly true. I think it's um, it, it's a whole new world, and I think that there's uh, what I always say about this is that it is the there has never been a time where authors were so accessible to readers. You know, it's like a lot of times a mm-hmm. reader will message an author, and an author will message back, or mm-hmm. um, you know, nobody has ever had the access that you have directly to people. I mean, that's anybody. I mean, you know, it's like if you um, have ever had anybody famous retweet you or, um, you know, or or answer a tweet, um, it's like the world, it's really kind of made the world a little smaller in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, talk about uh, one of my favorite things that you have done is the Horses and Friends series. And you have a new one out. Is this the last one in the series? No, okay. it's actually so number for five, Christmas, and I there'll be six. It's number five. Mm-hmm. Okay, but for Christmas, people could bundle those up yes. and give them as a package. Yes, there are five now, and Rebel Horse Rescue is number five. It came out October 15th. It is available. You might not find it on the shelves in a bookstore, but you can walk into any bookstore in the nation and say a book by Miralee Farrell, Rebel Horse Rescue, or Horses and Friends series, and they can pull it up on their computer and they can order it through Ingram. So right. they, it, is, it is available anywhere, or they can get it on Amazon. Um, I, think, I think the only person, only place that isn't carrying it is CBD, which really amazes me. Um, but anywhere else, right. you, you're going to be able to get it online or in a store. And these books, even though I started out writing contemporary women's fiction and then went to many, many books of historical romance i'm really loving these these books for kids and their middle grade <clears throat> series it's ages 8 through 13 although we've had kids older read them and really enjoy them and the last the four probably all but the first one do have a mystery thread and this one has actually three different mysteries going one strong predominant one and two smaller ones going at the same time with uh, with book number five, Rebel Horse Rescue. And I've gotten a lot of really good positive feedback about it and people not being able to figure out who done it until very close to the end. And, and of course, it always has the values, the morals, the strong theme of, of friendship. And this particular book is about not judging uh, from outward appearances because there's a man that looks like he might be homeless. They're not sure, but yet... He's not dressed like a homeless man, and he seems to be okay, but he seems to be kind of skulking around the area, and there's horses that are being let loose in the area, uh, and nobody knows why. They're getting out of pastures. Even fences are being cut, um, and, and the kids are trying to figure out why and what's going on, especially when a horse shows up at their door at their barn. Um, so, But there's a lot of, <laughs> I always weave in morals, 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 so that parents, and especially homeschool parents, uh, can feel very safe with their kids reading these books. Earlier yeah, I was talking actually, about, um, I was going to say real quick, earlier what? I was talking about struggling with um, writing a horse story because I don't know anything about horses, and that was also really nice uh-huh. to have Marilee editing that because when I got it wrong, she could fix that as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you all, believe it or not, we are just we are just about out of time. And Out of um, time. <laughs> I just appreciate yeah, I know. Believe that or not, um, mm-hmm. Marilee, I'll have to come back. Um, but talk about um, let's, 
talk about where people can find you online. You go first, Angela, and then Mary Lee, you can close it up with where people can find you and more information about you and your book. Okay. All right. I, my website is AngelaRuthStrong.com um, because I wrote my first book as Angela Ruth and then got married and added the strong. And then um, gotcha. I'm also on a, a fan page, a group on Facebook a lot too, which is fun. So I'd love to have people come join us there. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today. And Marilee, where can yeah, they find thank you, you and more about your publishing house? Yes. Well, my personal Facebook page, uh, I, I ask people to just ignore it and stay away from it. Go to my Merrily Farrell author right. group because uh, that's where I really want to interact. And I don't interact as an author on my personal page. That's more for friends, awesome. close friends and family. But awesome. on my author okay. group, go for that. Um, then there's MerrilyFarrell.com. But it is it is spelled M-I. So many people pronounce it Merrily, but it's Merrily. So it's M-I-R-A-L-E-E. <laughs> And if you if you do nearly feral, it's F E or R E L L. I know right. it's really hard. So sometimes it. it's better to just go to Amazon, okay. Amazon, and put in horses and friends, <laughs> and then you can find my name and the correct spelling. Uh, so you can find me on my my website with lots of contact information. All of my books are there. If you're interested in submitting a, a book proposal to me, then it's mountainbrookinc.com, and we also have a Mountain Brook Inc. Uh, Facebook group. We would love to have you join us there, and you can find out about all of our authors and our books and upcoming sales and promotions and giveaways and all sorts of good stuff. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I'll also have this on my. I'll have your information on my um, Facebook page too, so you can look it up there. Thank you all so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks everyone for listening to the Winter Circle today. Y'all have a great day. Thanks, and thanks for inviting us. <laughs> 